You are now in tune to a 726 Studio production. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. Today, I'm joined by two of my friends from St. Kitts and Nevis. We have Scully or Scully, who's been on the podcast before. And then we have the quiet guy, Mr. Kareem. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? Hey, what's up? How you guys been? <laughs> I've been pretty good. Just sick at the moment. Still recovering. Just chilling to his vacation. What do you have, Scully? I don't know. I think uh, there's some flu going around because like everyone I, I knew got sick as well. And I had like a show, so I still I had no downtime yet. Are you down now? You don't know, yeah. I can't move now. <laughs> so today we, we're going to talk about life growing up in St. Kitts and Nevis, what it's like compared to two because we have people from the rival gangs. I mean, the rival islands. I mean, the same country. <laughs> that um, We're going to compare the two, if there are any differences. Talk about the transition to Taiwan, being a person of color in Taiwan from your experiences. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So without further ado, what was life growing up in SKN? I'll let, I'll let Kareem take this one first. <laughs> okay, well, basically life growing up in Nevis because I'm from Nevis. Actually, the ball part, like single shape like a bat, Nevis shape, shape like a ball. So I'm from the small island of Nevis. It's like 32 square mile, pretty small, like 20,000 20, people. So life going up there was, I'll say it was very simple. I mean, I was really like into sports, like from a young age growing up. My first um, sport was playing uh, football where I made a school team and we play against other school teams. Then I went into track, which I really liked because, you know, I was a fast kid. And after track like i started playing basketball in high school where i met like uh i was playing by myself actually then one of these coaches they saw me playing and saw me knocking out shots then they asked me to join one of their camps where i just i was like i wasn't really interested in basketball like that but i just said okay i'm gonna just go then after that I find it quite interested and up to this day I'm playing basketball, which I really like. And yeah, I think that's about it for now. Turn yeah. over to <laughs> yeah, I, I think most of life back home is is pretty chill and laid back. I mean, it's not like in Taiwan, I think, in comparison where like the stores stay open like all night until like very late. Like most of the nightlife if you're a younger person, like it closed off at like eight, you know, but I think I had the same experience as Kareem in terms of like, you know, when you're younger, you play you play one sport and like as you grow older, like you either stick with it or you find the different ones that you like and you kind of just find your your group of people, your circle. Because I started I started in track in primary school and then football and then basketball was like the last sport I played. So I think it's just like most people I know that's usually what we do. Like there was a lot of outdoor activities I think I had growing up as well. Always outside doing something. Yeah. Yeah, but like 
our title, like we were playing a lot of. I don't know if you guys play marbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. It was it was a lot of outdoor games like um tag and yeah and like we just used to do a lot of a lot of nonsense outdoors it wasn't like we used to play like a lot of video games like that in the primary school era but it was just a lot of out- outdoor activity mixing, a lot of, mixing up a lot of outdoor activities stuff. a lot of um busted knees a lot of bleeding <laughs> yeah it was like that <laughs> so um growing up in St. Kitts and Nevis what do you think is like something that they instill in you? Um, I think for me, if we're talking about like more like from the family setting, because I grew up in uh, like a home with just my sister, my father, and then my mother. And my parents made it really simple. They always used to tell me like, don't worry about like a lot of like, I mean, like they always say like girls and that kind of stuff going to come. Just focus on taking care of your siblings and focusing on school and i think my parents really try to work hard and make it easy for me to just be able to focus on school and focus on taking care of my sister but i think uh, i think it gets more complicated when you when you think about like what society expects from you because it i guess it depends on where you grow up in because i mean you got you got the negative influences that we have back home and then you got the positive influences where you know you got the grandmother who look out for you and got the shop open and she sell you the bread and make sure you're doing your schoolwork you know i think back then like a little piece of the community raised the kids them so i definitely had influences from like people around that I live with and then you got the inside the home influences but yeah i also agree with Scully because like back in my time like the gangs and those shit, like everybody wanted to be a part of gangs. It was like, how can I say? It was like bloods and crips. So it's like going up in those times, like my like my mom usually talks to me about not being a part of this and that and focusing on school and making, making it something about my life or something like that. So it's like family back then, it was really important because they used to influence me to do better instead of being like others. So that was very important for me growing up in Nevis, yeah. So you said, like, you know, the gangs and what's not. What made you not end up hanging out with that crew? Yeah, parents saying one thing, of course, but, you know, kids don't always listen to what the parents say. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I was tempted, but, like, when I was seeing, like, people dying from, like, the guns and those stuff, like, I envisioned myself, I don't want to be a part of that. that I don't want to die young, so... That may be um, more focused on like being a good kid or like focusing in school and making something about my life instead of joining a gang or something like that. Okay, makes yeah. sense, makes sense. Imagine Kareem the bad man. <laughs> That's a good point because I remember, I remember growing up, I had this friend I used to play football with and we always had to go to like a different football pack just because he wasn't allowed to come to the the area that I used to live in and like, I think I was maybe like 12 or 11 and I just couldn't understand like like what you mean you can go where you live you know what I mean because his grandmother I mean, lived in the area and I was just and always it, like and if you, if you wear a wrong color shirt you know those things yeah. bro I'm glad that that the part where I'm from it's not really like that but there are parts of Belize where it's like when I was younger it's like oh you better be careful what color you wear you, if you yeah. go there, it's best you just wear a neutral color. 
<laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, bro. So, of course, based off what I assume, because St. Kitts and Nevis is pretty small, based off what I read online, it's the smallest country, both size and population-wise, in the Western Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. And I think in, like, the top 10 of the world, communities are very small. Much yeah. like my own here, where I live, it's very small. A lot of people know. If you don't know this person, you know their brother, their their cousin, their somebody connected to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does it, like, I know what it's like, but for you guys, what, is, what did it feel like growing up in a community where everyone knows everyone? Like, it's good, <laughs> but, like, you know, the part where you go anywhere and you do anything, someone that knows you or your family will see you doing something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely had my good experiences and bad with that because, like, you know, when whenever you're in a, a bad position, like you maybe you're drunk somewhere or you need help, there's always somebody that, like, you know, your family and look out for you. But, you know, I've definitely been going to the countryside looking girls and somebody called my parents like, hey, what's Scully doing over here? <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lack of privacy, but there's also like people look out for each other as well. So you get the good and bad. Yeah, basically had experiences like that. Like when I have classes in school and I I go in on a town to like ditch school to hang out with my boys or girls or something like <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just receive a, a phone call from my mom saying like one of her friends or one of her you know one of my family members saw me on the town and be like you you supposed to be in class or something like that so it was it was really crazy it was like everywhere you go you just like every all eyes on you and everybody knows you and those stuff and right. the bad part is like i've seen people dating like their family members back home that's how small it is oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they, they, be, they be dating their own family members and they found out like when they introduce their their partners to their parents that's when their parents tell them that they are family members which is the worst <laughs> i mean well, I, I never i never experienced it before but i have friends that experienced it so that was really crazy <laughs> like like i remember um when I was at university, back home here in Belize, one of my friends, he met this girl and, you know, whatever, whatever. Fast forward, only to find out that they're, <laughs> really, they're related. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> for myself too, I remember when I was younger, I like seeing this girl and I'm like, like just a random question, right? I asked my mom something and then she's like, oh, we're related. And then they give the whole breakdown of, oh, this one's grandfather is that one's cousin <laughs> and all, all yeah. type of crazy, like crazy ass connections. Yeah, you'd be like, <laughs> bro. And then like when you come from a small country, don't think that just because you leave your community, you go to another part of the country that you're safe because. <laughs> no, nope. somebody knows somebody. No, somebody knows somebody, and on top, that that girl you're looking at might just very well be one of your cousins from your. Right, even if it's your, it, it could be your third cousin, your fourth cousin, your fifth cousin. Like that's some, crazy. Some connection. Some, some connection. <laughs> if it's your third cousin, is alright. I hear a lot of people like to say, like after <laughs> third, it's 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 free game. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> So I'll go out on a limb. I think I probably asked you guys this personally, but before the whole Taiwan thing, did you and Scully know each other or know of each other? 
No, I, I never. I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't Scully those times. I only knew about Scully at that time when we were coming to Taiwan. Yeah, when we That's came to Taiwan. Sorry. Or how about this? Do you guys know any mutual people? Mm, before <laughs> when we were living in Saint Nevis? Like when you look back at it and you're like, hey, you know this guy too? Or like, have you guys ever had that kind of interaction? I don't think so. But, but Karin, you played for, you played for Hitters? No, I used to play for Eagles back in Nevis. We used to come down to Saint Kitts. But I think when, I know some, I think I know some of your friends though. Yeah, so then we, that, we probably would have interacted like on like a more like abstract kind of way. But also that that music video that you had at Marriott's when I saw it, I think I know some of those people. Yeah, and that's a crazy thing, right? Like for me and Zha, for example, I didn't know him at all before Taiwan. But then when mm. we start piecing things together, just because of basketball, he knows a lot yeah. of people that I know. I know a lot of people that he knows. And it's like, Bro, Belize is like literally just so intertwined. Mm. I'm I'm surprised you guys aren't, but then again, you guys are rival gangs, so kind of understandable why oh, you know the gangs <laughs> don't mix. That's like oil and water. So <laughs> it's crazy because I feel like even like coming out to Taiwan, a lot of the people that I meet. Just apart from like music and basketball, like I feel like I should have met them back home in a way, but like we just never did, and then we come so far to like find each other. It's it's so interesting. Yeah, that's life. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, it, it it be like that sometimes. Now, <laughs> since that we mentioned Taiwan, we won't get into exact Taiwan as yet. But why did the process of going to Taiwan even start to happen in your brain? Like. Okay, let's look at Taiwan. Why? How? Well, for me, basically, like I didn't even want to go to college in Taiwan, to be honest. <laughs> but my best friend, like she, she saw the the scholarship opportunity to sign up, so she also influenced me to apply for it. I didn't have any intention to get um accepted for that scholarship. One day, I was just on my bed and just playing game i just and i received a call saying that i got accepted for the scholarship was which i was really surprised and the sad part about it is that my best friend who was the one who wanted to go she didn't get accepted which i felt really bad but she she also uh, motivated me to go and further my education and yeah i will forever be grateful for that <laughs> oh that's crazy for me as well, I wasn't intended on going to Taiwan first. I think my first destination would have either been somewhere in the U.S., but uh, my sister started applying during the same time that I was finishing my associate's degree back home, and she had gotten accepted for the next year when I would have been finishing. So, you know, my parents always just thought it would have been a good idea for both of us to to go and choose Taiwan. And then when we both got accepted by Ming Chuan, it was like, well, I mean, there you go. Interesting. Both of you basically ended up there because of someone else, in a sense. Yeah. So, well, like, you know, for myself, I didn't know anything about Taiwan before I got there. Did you guys even know about Taiwan before all of that? For me, I didn't know much about Taiwan. 
I had friends that studied in Taiwan before, so they was the one who basically helped me because my scholarship was MOFA. So we had to first go to a language center to learn Chinese first. So one of my friends who went to the same language center, she was the one to um to help me to apply for that language center. And she just showed me the procedures and we actually began to like learn like the easy Chinese words before coming to Taiwan, like ni hao, uh, ni hao ma. Oh. So I think that was that was that was a good part to to have a like a little head start about learning the language. You're better than me because I remember um <laughs> the Chinese I knew was literally nothing. I remember um <laughs> after after people found out I got it, there was this one man that like his wife is a relative of mine. You see, once again, connections. But um, he saw me and he was like, Ni hao ma. And I look at him, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, completely, completely lost. I'm like, huh? Like, like you know, the um, the Nick Young meme. <laughs> Bro, that, literally, I'm like, what, what the hell is going on? That's the basic of the basic right there. And then you was calling, did you know anything about Taiwan? Because you said you're interested in the States. Um, it was only really your sister applying. I think um, what I know of Taiwan is from, I do remember they had like some exhibitions and stuff in terms of like agriculture. I do know Taiwan helps us out with agriculture. So we do have some of like the farms, I think along one of our, along one of our quote unquote highways. And a few years ago, my dad came here because he, he was a customs officer at the time. And they were having like a joint operation between the Taiwan's customs and uh, St. Kitts and Nevis customs department. So they did a little bit of like intercrossing and changing and training and stuff together. So whatever he told us is what I would have remembered. But I would have honestly forgot Taiwan was a place for some time because it's like it's it's not really closely linked to like the things that we digest in the news yeah for sure at least not back then because i feel like yeah. at least in belize now i feel like the word taiwan is very well known everyone knows of the word taiwan before i came like it was like you would hardly ever hear taiwan and mm -hmm. then but now it's like very common um when you return back home and you start looking around you become more aware of different projects that they do at, because you see the yeah. you see the signs with the flag and everything and I'm like oh and and those things have been there probably for some while now but just because we mm -hmm. didn't know about it it was just like we just ignore it <laughs> so now we we get to Taiwan well not we you guys you guys get to Taiwan in 2019 yeah any, 2019. any culture shocks at first oh for sure the the, the traffic is crazy Cause I think back home, like before I left, we had recently gotten our first stop signs and traffic lights. But I mean, if you travel before, you kind of know how things operate in terms of that, like traffic lights and stop lights. So when people were driving through the crosswalk and like turning while you walk into it, I'm like, yo, like these people don't <laughs> slow down. They don't, they don't stop. They just keep driving. So you could keep walking and expect you to get past in that certain time so that was crazy i definitely had some problems with like fireworks because like you know our doms were situated in sang Chow and they always got some celebration there so when i hear the fireworks i think like 
Uh, that's somebody dead. That's somebody Gun shot. shot. Gun <laughs> shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think Yo. the first thing somebody dead. So I start looking out my window, uh, like not looking out. So it's just, I think that would have been kind of surprising too as well. And then I think uh, the amount of people that stare at you is definitely like quite surprising as well because Taiwan at least at face value, it kind of seems like a like like a developed nation already. Like they have the outside influences and stuff. But I think when you look at it closer, they don't have a lot of interaction, it seems, with like foreigners. So people would just stare at you and it's just kind of sometimes surprising. Yeah, I also agree, Scully, with the fireworks thing. <laughs> I also think I was like <laughs> and like for the Taiwanese like they first like this first seen a, a foreigner, especially for me. Like I had experience in the train one time. Like when this random Taiwanese girl, she just walked up to me and she just touches my hair. She didn't even ask for permission. She, like, she just touches my hair, and I was like, I was clueless. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like I said in English, but she, I don't, I didn't think at the time she understand English. So she just kept on touching my hair and pulling it. I was like, I was just freaked out. And I just moved to the other part of the train. And that was really, that was really, really crazy. And also for like their food. When I first came here, I had a hard time adjusting to their food because it was very, very different from the type of food that we eat back home. Hey man, I just, think- just be honest, there ain't no seasoning on that. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, to be fair, to be fair, like- <laughs> it, it depends what you eat. Yeah, it hey. depends on it. But before coming to Taiwan, my friends warned me that you have to walk with your seasoning. Yeah, like, <laughs> everywhere you go because these people don't they don't really have season on their food, and it's very different from ours. So I thought that I took their idea for granted. But I mean, some of their food I like, but the the one that I have never tried before is the stinky tofu. Really? Just yeah, I never tried it before. But I think I'll try it soon, but I just need some motivation to try it. <laughs> have, you, have you tried it, Scully? <laughs> yeah, I, I tried it um, maybe sometime last year. The, the taste is actually not bad, but yeah. the, the scent is hard to get over. Bro, that, 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 the scent is the biggest obstacle. For me, like once it smells away or it smells bad, I won't eat it. That's just mm. me. Rightfully that's so. Why, that's why, yeah, that's why I never tried it before, but... I just think I just gotta put my hands in my nose and just eat it one day <laughs> and just try it. <laughs> but I definitely will try it before I leave Taiwan, though. I definitely will. I think like it's mostly just you just have the smell mostly at the stall or wherever you buy it from. I don't yeah. think yeah. like the smell isn't that strong when you when you walk away from there. I don't know why, but bro, when you said the hair thing, ah, <laughs> man. Like, I remember one day walking through the night market, like in the day, like maybe at like 10 in the morning, 11, I'm walking and like, this is before COVID and everything. So no mask. So I'm walking and this lady walks up to me and she looks at me so big, but she does it like with the tall, right? Like puts her hand up. So I'm like, okay. And then next thing you know, she touches my face, like, because my beard was kind of growing. I'm like, 
I like, like, like good one thing. She wants you, bro. <laughs> no, like a like a big old lady. Like I'm like, bro, what the what? like like legit don't know what the hell happened. I'm like frozen. I'm like, huh? Like it makes no sense. I'm like, bro, who who, who does this? Like I've heard about it from people before, but you don't know until like it happens to you and your reaction is like, bro, yeah, yeah. this really yeah, happens. I, I always hearing it too, but I never thought that I would experience it one day, but I did experience it. And that was crazy though. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it's, it, it's, it's kind of funny. I did have someone do that as well to me, like grab my hair, but I think the funny thing they pulling they pull in your hair, bro. Yeah. Nah, she really <laughs> did like pull my hair. <laughs> but I think, uh, I think the funniest one I had happened was uh, I was sitting at this pack with, I think it was me and my sister. And this guy came over on a bike and he was like, hey. And I was like, yeah, hey, what's up? And he was like, no, hey, like, you know, hey. In hey is in black. Is black, right? <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm black. And he was like, cool. I was like, thanks. And he was like, you're so strong. I was like, <laughs> thanks. And then he just <laughs> left. And that was the whole conversation. <laughs> And it's just like things like that is like I don't even know what to make of that. Like <laughs> how do I what do I pull up at from that to make it make sense? Hey. <laughs> hey. Bro, at least they think you're strong. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little like you get weird experiences like that. Like I, I do remember like being on hikes sometimes and like when we get to like the top, like people want to take pictures with us and that kind of stuff. So you you live here long enough i think you just get like the whole good and bad and like the weird experiences bro that that picture stuff that picture thing happened a lot at first like mm. especially yeah, at yeah. The, especially at the courts when mm. people play ball bro the random guys want to take pictures at first i'm like okay bet but then eventually i'm like why the hell am i taking a picture with you yeah i'm like no 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 don't want no picture because, like, what are you guys going to do? Look, I met a, a foreigner. I met a hey. Met a hey. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot in the MRT, too. Like, because they had they had this one time I was on the MRT sitting down on my phone, minding my own business. So I, I just look on the side and I saw this girl with a phone. She doesn't look like she was, like, chatting to somebody or texting. So her phone was, like, in a position to take a picture. So I didn't pay any attention. So like 10 seconds after, I just start um, seeing her flashes and like when you take a picture and, and the flash goes off. I was like, bro, I, oh, nah, I, I think she forgot that she had a, her flash on or anything. <laughs> but <laughs> I, when, she finished, when she finished taking the picture, she just hide her phone real quick. I think she was <laughs> embarrassed about that. To be but, damn shame because, bro, like, <laughs> how are you gonna try to sneak a picture with your damn <laughs> flash on? <laughs> wow. At least we know who's not an FBI agent or something because. I just had to laugh at that. I had to laugh. <laughs> now, besides those weird interactions, what are some things that you know, you guys enjoy about being in Taiwan? Well, for me, my number one thing is playing basketball in Taiwan because you can go to any court in Taiwan and you'll see uh, like a good amount of people who want to play basketball. I, I think that's the difference from back home because back home, you, you're begging 
I won't even say beg, but you asking your friends to play basketball, but they have some time that they don't want to play or they just want to stay home and chill. Bro, honestly, you have to beg. You have to beg, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in Taiwan, you see like a, a lot of people just on the court playing basketball, even girls. Like that's, that's one of the good part about Taiwan for me is playing basketball here. A lot of people want to play basketball and that's my favorite thing to do, to be honest. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good point. Like here, even if people don't like currently play, you always could find someone that was like interested in it at one point and like willing to be on your squad and kind of play games with you and stuff. So I think that's a, a big benefit of like basketball here. There's a big basketball culture here. And I think on top of that, living here is just really convenient and it's mostly safe. Except for the fireworks. Gunshots. Oh, well, the fireworks, yeah. yeah. We, we, we like some traumatized dogs when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but otherwise, I mean, I think Taiwan holds a lot of experience and opportunities for, I think, anybody, as long as it's like you're willing to put yourself out there and kind of just embrace the culture and everything. I think the locals are willing to like accept you as well, as long as you kind of try to immerse yourself within the culture. Yeah, and I, I also like the conveniency here because it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, I feel hungry. I can just go out to a, a nearby 7-Eleven or Family Mart and just get a snack and just come back. And, and it's just like the 7-Elevens and the convenience stores, they are really, they're like on every block here. Bro, they're looking, they're, they're looking at each other sometimes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but... How about the data, guys? Come on. How are you going to forget about being connected all the time? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like, what's, like good point. What's, what's the cost of, like, data back home compared to that of Taiwan? Uh, like, I, I think my plan is, like, un, like, actually unlimited. I think I get, what, like, $5.99, which is the equivalent to almost, like, 60 EC. And I think 60 EC back home is maybe like, uh, I think you get like, I, what, like I two weeks or one week. <laughs> yeah, like two or one week of data. And they say it's unlimited, but like you actually still have a cap within that. So I don't know, man. It, the, the, the data up here is something different. I don't even pay for Wi-Fi. I just put my phone on hotspot and yeah. I, I play games off of my, my, my phone. Like the data back home is either it expires on a day or you finish it before then. Mm-hmm. Bro, like I think I I used to finish mine before the expiry date. To be honest, <laughs> always, always, honestly. But the only good thing about home, also, well, at least for me, is you don't have those long distances you have to travel. So going from one place to another that you may get Wi-Fi at isn't too far away. Yeah. Talking about you know what you like about Taiwan and what's not. Let's look at the other side of that, because in life, let's be real, there's always going to be the good and the bad. So what are some things that you guys aren't too fond of in Taiwan or things that you've come across? Well, besides all the weird stuff we already mentioned. Mm, That's a good question. I think I think there's definitely although I think most of like curiosity they have about foreigners is mostly positive. I do think there's also um the negative parts of it as well because i do have some experiences like where people would maybe not necessarily understand like black culture or you know that level of stuff and they 
imitated in a way where you don't feel like it's quite respectful. Like they want to say the N word and they know that is not something that necessarily isn't really accepted by black people selling other cultures saying it and they would try to say it first to see gauge your reaction rather than just asking you like the significance or the background of it i do have a problem with that and i think taiwan mostly is like a safe place so sometimes when you see people dressing with like the really ghetto and like hip-hop style like pants on the, the behind and that kind of stuff it's just a weird it's just a weird thing because it's like Taiwan necessarily doesn't really have the influence like that inside of it. So the only way you could absorb that type of culture is like what you see online and what you observe is like nobody necessarily came to you and like put you onto that or taught you that. So sometimes I feel quite weirded out by that. It's like they take it to like an extent that I as a black person don't even do personally. So I think some instances such as that, but um, otherwise I think mostly positive unless you go very very so makes sense but before we get to kareem um but when it comes to the word what's your thoughts on the word chiga i'm just just asking just put it out there i i think honestly it's ridiculous because because, because they like, yeah because like tell me what does the word chiga mean if you guys are using <laughs> it explain it to me you know it's very like yeah you're not you don't have the n in there but yeah. it stands for chinese you know where does the rest come from even myself i find it weird seeing the n sometimes now because bro i'm 50 percent indian background maybe like a little 10 percent black here and there but like even that i feel like man i, I shouldn't even be saying this mm. But yeah, nonetheless, Kareem, what are the things that you don't really like vibe with? Well, for me, I think you agree with me too, because we play basketball together. Like when we go out to play basketball and for foreigners, especially for being black, like you, you go to a ballpark and you see Taiwanese playing amongst each other. You see them playing casual, casual. Then when it's our turn, it's like we, 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 <laughs> It's like it's World War. It's like it's World War Two happening on the court. You got a lot of physical. I think you can agree to it because we play basketball together, especially under the bridge. Bro, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what what what's there to prove. Like I know. I'm I'm, I'm not an NBA player. I'm just an average. Just another person. Like like why? But I, I think they they're trying to prove a point to foreigners because. I don't know, but to me, that every foreigner, like especially if we play basketball, they think that we play the high level um, basketball before coming to Taiwan. So they're trying to showcase their talent or their skills that they have with us. That's why they play more physical, and it can also lead to like injuries because it had one time like we almost got into a fight with some Taiwanese people just because it was really really physical. Um, but that's that's the part that I don't really vibe with, just because you see a foreigner, you want to play more, you know, physical. You can you can sometimes in in a bad way, like I said before, like we almost got into a fight. So I really, I don't really vibe with that. Bro, I don't know if you were there the um the night under the bridge. I think you probably were. It was a lot of us, but I think I was there because we always go to the bridge together. Yeah, most of like. Time. 
Like there's this one, like this skinny guy with a lot of tattoos and what's not. I was there. I was Bro, there. <laughs> man. That shit almost ended up in a fight. <laughs> but at the same time, right? You don't want to start anything because you don't yeah, because know who these guys we know. A, and we are the foreigners in a foreign land, so you know. We have everything to lose. <laughs> Is it one fight for us we can get picked up easily because we're the foreigners? So. Yeah, like they might just get a little charge or something, but we might get kicked out of the country. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's best to walk away. To, guy, to those guys who want to play ball, this is all I have to say. Keep the same energy, bro. Like, 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 like don't switch it up, man. I had to drop the music, man. Like, I was thinking from the start, man. How do I um find a way to to, to drop in some something from Scully? Let's <laughs> plug. But yeah, they definitely do do that for real. You said do do. Ha ha ha. <laughs> but yeah, bro, like part of me appreciates it because you get to play the best version of them in a sense. Mm. But I, I, yeah, I like competition, but but take away the extra stuff. The extra stuff, yeah. <laughs> they be doing too much, to be honest. Some of them. But anyways, let's not let the um the negatives overrule the the positives if 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 possible. But also um, another negative for me is the the language barrier here. When I first came to Taiwan, like I wanted to sign up for a gym. So like one of my Taiwanese friends, they recommend me to go to a world gym. So me thinking that, okay, you sign up, you can go to the gym and you can end your contract when you want to. But the contract was all Chinese. So, so me eager to, to just be in a gym to work out, I paid no attention and be like, okay, I'm going to just sign this shit <laughs> and just go and work out. So not knowing, like, I think it was like a year after I wanted to end the contract and they told me, like, your contract is for three years and in order, oh. to, end, in order to end the contract, you got to pay $6,000. I was like, bro, you guys didn't tell me this shit. And they knowing that I'm a foreigner, <laughs> they knowing I'm a foreigner, they never mentioned that that the contract is for three years. The contract is all Chinese. And to terminate your contract, you got to pay $6,000. So I think that was my biggest... Um, biggest L? My, my biggest L. <laughs> <laughs> From that, I just give my Taiwanese friends or someone who to speak Chinese to read my contract before signing something here because that shit is as you said my biggest L here. I, I have to say like rule number one for anyone going to a country with a different language whenever you do certain transactions like that make sure you have a local with you yeah I learned at from all that times. shit <laughs> <laughs> hey at least you have to go to the gym now <laughs> <laughs> that hey if, if you needed the motivation that's the motivation right there, there. You go. <laughs> yep <laughs> so now to wind down being that you guys have now lived in two different countries what are some things if you could take from taiwan to st kitts and nevis and vice versa i think i would definitely take um 
the friendliness that they meet foreigners with majority of the times, I think I would definitely put that in sync. It's culture because I feel like back home when we have like people that often don't look like us or they speak a little bit different to us, we we mostly try like to mock them rather than make them feel like accepted by us. And so like we we pretend to talk like them or like do some references for movies and that kind of stuff, but. I think like here in Taiwan is like people are just genuinely curious about like foreigners and like they ask sometimes really like hurtful questions in a sense because it's like it's honest. But I think they try to meet us a lot of time in the middle and try to genuinely make a connection with us in terms of like mutual understanding. So I definitely would add that to our culture as well. And the technology, man, of course, is crazy. Like they're just far more advanced than us in terms of. Data and most things cellular, so I would definitely bring that back too. Yeah, Scotty, <laughs> Scotty stole my idea with the technology. <laughs> I also, yeah, I also think that here in Taiwan, like the technology is pretty more um, advanced than ours, and that's one thing I would like to see, like, to develop from my country back home. And also, I think I would take back maybe some of the food that they have here. For example, maybe because one of my favorite Taiwanese food is like the danbing, like the pancakes thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of my favorite. So I think that's one of and some of some others of their food I'll take back. But yeah, I think that's about it. Mm. You had a chance. You had a chance. You had like one answer. I feel like one of you would have said, "Bring back the girls, baby." <laughs> <laughs> Not. <that. laughs> No, the safety man. I guess you guys. Yeah, like How a, can I forget a, about that shit, man? I see. Yeah, I, see that, I think we really need that back home, especially for the girls back home. I think safety one of the biggest thing that we need to improve on. And I think the safety here in Taiwan, like my friends as girls, they be telling me that they can walk the streets like any time of the day and not feeling like. Unsafe or anything like that. So I think that's that's a big factor that I'll, I'll bring back home. Yeah, that's yeah. a crazy part. Like girls could walk at any time in Taiwan, almost almost any time in most places. Meanwhile, I feel like in our countries, not even the males can walk at any any time. Yeah, but you gotta be looking. You gotta be looking over your shoulders. You gotta be like always. Anything. Anything can happen. Like, you can't be on night. your phone walking around being distracted too much at exactly. night. You got to be aware of your surroundings. Back but, home. but basically, we only want the safety within kids and then within Nevis. But then between the two, we keep the... Keep the beef. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then what would you bring from home to Taiwan? Ooh. I would say maybe... I would bring the the community vibe in the sense that like people look out for each other more so because like sometimes I, I walk down the road and maybe like there's like an old lady who fall and like everybody would just kind of crowd around until somebody take the initiative to go help them and I feel like back home like like people fall down yeah some people might laugh and stuff but there's always that person you could count on that will go over and like rush to help and like because like you probably know that person or that's somebody grandmother you know so i would maybe definitely bring that sense of community and i think i think i'll bring the food as well too 
Yeah, the season impact's got to come with the suitcase. I was about to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the season impact's got to come. Yo, I think, yeah, the food, especially because, like, the... Like, my favorite food back home is, like, lasagna, macaroni pie, seasoned Mm. rice. (laughs) I like the barbecue chicken and those stuff. Yeah, so I think that's one of the biggest things I would bring to Taiwan. And I think the Taiwanese will love that our dishes home. Yeah, that's about it. But now that because you guys are from St. Kitts, right? St. Kitts and Nevis, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Nevis. Um, <laughs> is it? The- <laughs> people- <laughs> I feel like it's because whenever you have multiple names, they just stop. They just cut it off short. I feel yeah, like people- it's like that for like St. Vincent. You see, you watch it, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Everyone, most of the time, they just say St. Vincent or like their own people just say Vinci. They just disregard the Ooh. whole Grenadines. Division's always been left out. It's always sink it, sink it, sink it. <laughs> so every time when someone asks me where I'm from, I always say Nevis. I always start with Nevis. <laughs> so I always say Nevis first. You have to. So you, nice co- to so you come from what? You come from Saint Nevis and Kits. I come from yeah. I come from Nevis. I so um yeah, let's test your how patriotic you guys are based off what I found on Google. Mm. So we're gonna do a um I don't know how we're gonna decide who goes first. Oh boy. Hey, we're gonna do a um rock, paper, scissors, but on the count of three you guys say what's the sign because we have no video, so <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the, so the first question is, when is the Independence Day? But like, when did they gain independence? Ooh. So we'll see who, no phones allowed. Please do not be lurking. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I just want to Google it. <laughs> All right. On the count of three, you guys just say a rock, paper, or scissors. One, right. two, three. Rock. Scissors. <laughs> <laughs> he, his, his, his <laughs> he like three seconds later he still, <laughs> he still <lose. laughs> yeah, I do not know the answer to this question that's crazy let's go let's do this I'm waiting at least start with the day man please the 19th I know that's the only thing I know Scully Scully man, man giving you hints 19th oh, what, Scully? I win, why I gotta go first? <laughs> because you're winning to answer. The losers gotta answer. The winners, hey, right. in, in a class, when you have a question, the teacher picks who raises the hand first, not who raises it last. Oh, what you mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I look like a terrible diplomat right now. Okay, I'm gonna go with the 19th of uh, November, October. <laughs> <laughs> 19 <laughs> I'm gonna go with 1985 boom man just take away the whole passport <laughs> Kareem I know it's, it's it's September the 19th but I forget the year though I think it's 19 1980 something yeah, wow okay. 80 something but <laughs> I forget the year <laughs> At least, at least Kareem has the date correct, Scully. I had the year. I had the year. Not even that. 
It says 1983. I was close. You're going to give me that one. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, I remember it was 80-something, 1980-something. When I searched this, I'm like, damn, St. Kitts and Belize. St. Kitts and Nevis, my bad. See, bad habit. Um, <laughs> and Belize almost have a very similar, because we're 21st of September, but 81. Mm. So, so right around the same, we decided to, to cut a little ties, but we're still very much connected. Mm. Another question I think you guys would probably just get horribly wrong, but it's okay. We're just taking away passwords right now. <laughs> um, who is the Prime Minister of Sinkets and Nevis? Talbo. We're doing rock papers to the show again. Yeah, we do it again. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if I trust Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Kareem should go first. I, because... I, do I do it on time. I do it on time. Okay. One, two, three. People. Uh, Scully, you win uh, again. Let's do this. Who is our prime minister? Yeah. Talbo. Who? <laughs> 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 Yo. <laughs> what the hell did you say? Nah, it's a... Uh, it's who was definitely not supposed to win. Dr. Terrence Drew, the honorable Dr. Terrence Drew. That's our prime minister. Damn. Okay. This, might... guy, this guy, this guy named Talbo, they asked him what he, what he's gonna do for if he if he's um if he got elected. I think he said something about he gonna move the dump or something. Yeah, he said he gonna move our landfill and put he it gonna somewhere. Move I wonder how he gonna lift it up and carry it anywhere else. That's that's the funniest thing I ever heard. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Man, Scully, at, at least you might you might just get back your um. I might. Just might get back your passport. Just maybe. I put in the application tonight. <laughs> Not one last. Actually, you know what? Let's make this even harder. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Um, this is gonna be about the flag. Different questions about the flag. Uh, too easy. Okay. <laughs> Bet. Uh, <laughs> first of all, what do the colors on the flag signify? Let's go. One, two, three. Rapper. All right, so it's, about, it's about damn time. It's about time. Oh, boy. Uh, well, the green and our flag, that one stands for fertile land. Uh, the red, that one represents um, the fight against slavery. The yellow. Wait, we got yellow, right? Yeah, the yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. The yellow, I think is sunshine. Yeah, mm. sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there? And the stars? So, the stars. I think that one is hope and liberty, Scully. Yeah, hope and <laughs> liberty. And the, the black. I think the black got to do something with Africans or something like that. <laughs> correct, <laughs> correct, 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 correct. Man, I think we might have to upgrade. We might have to upgrade Kareem to a diplomatic <laughs> passport now. <laughs> and, and then Scully might have to go back down to like a residency or something. No passport. Yeah, oh my God, I live off my ARC. Yeah, but but the problem is you need a passport to have an ARC. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you guys want to drop 
anything else before we wrap it all up? Feel free to do so. I would just mostly say, um, though we, we, you know, we talk a lot about the negatives of Taiwan. I would say uh, living here, I've definitely had a much easier life in terms of making friends and progressing in my career. And I think actually since I've spent the four years here, a lot of the friends that I've made over here were pretty solid. Like I always felt like they had me back and, you know, they just feel like real genuine people. Like Taipei is quite fast, but, you know, when you find good people in a good circle, you always feel like time moves a little bit easier. So I definitely love being out here making friends and, there's a lot of opportunity, especially if you're willing to, you know, work a little harder and learn Chinese. And then, you know, it's it's a small country, but you get a little bit of our lifestyle. Like you could go down south, have a little bit more like free and relaxed trip. You come now to Taipei, have a more like city vibe. And then you could go east where there's like more sightseeing and stuff going on. So there's a little bit of everything in Taiwan for everybody. I also got to agree with Scully. Because like making friends here was really easy for me, especially when I came to Ming Chuan, when I met well the ICE basketball group, those guys like Ja, you know, Josh, Jackie, those guys, those guys were like open arms for me when I came there. And also like when I moved to Tam Sui, my guy, um, Henry, like he was the one who like always invited me out. We go places, we hang out. So like, yeah, the making friends here was really the biggest part that I like about Taiwan. And it's really, it's really easy to make friends here as a foreigner. Important to surround yourself with good people. Good people only. <laughs> yes, sir. You might meet a couple problematic along the way, but I mean, that's life. Yeah, things will, it won't always be good, but you know, when we talk over stuff, that's the important part. Yeah. How we get back on the same page. For sure. Well, man, you guys ended this one with felt, felt very, very touching, very, very warm. That's the um that's the Taiwan in you guys. <laughs> Cause Taiwanese love to be very warm. Yeah, they are. They're good people. Yeah. Well, anyways, thank you guys for taking the time out to be here. Um shout out to Nevis and St. Kitts. That's the name of the country now. <laughs> Yep, Nevis and Saint Kitts. Sorry. Sorry. I just, I just, I just hope nobody from Saint Kitts wanna fight me now. But it's all good. I'm not a part of the gang wars, so they just don't put me in the beef. <laughs> but hey, yo, full disclosure, people. I, I don't really think there's a beef. We're just messing around because I know some people might take it very literal. So yeah, it's all joke, all joke. Yeah, just have to clear that up, right? Because. Next time you see someone, someone sees you on Scully, it might be like, so, hey, is it true that you're, <laughs> you, you guys don't get along with each other? And I'm like, no, bro, just, just kidding, man. Just kidding. Kaiwan Xiao. But yeah, um, thanks guys for taking the time out. Much appreciated. Well, you guys take care. It was good. All right. Take care, bro. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. All right. PayPal made it $500. Thank you.